she even told her boyfriend that uh she's like so i was telling my boyfriend <laughs> that i pee in the shower and she's oh, like, yeah, she's like, and I thought that it'd be like a bonding thing. Like, he'd be yeah. like, cool, I'd be in the shower, too. Yeah. And she's like, we could talk about how freeing it was and that it was that we pee in the shower. Yeah. She's like, he responded by telling me how gross I am and how just like that it is. He that So every time I take a step in the shower, I'm stepping and I'm, I'm into your pee. First of all, I'm pretty sure urine is very sterile. And she said... It's not like I walk into the bathroom, I take off my pants, I stand and squat in the shower and pee on dry porcelain, (laughs) and then pull up my pants again and leave so that when he comes in there, he just steps in like a feral cat had been in there. She's like, that's not what i'm doing yeah it washes down with she's the like water. it goes down almost immediately and how does the water not make you need to pee it i can pee before i get in the shower and as soon as i get in the shower i gotta pee again Welcome to Kitty Whispers, episode two of season three. Yes. (laughs) We almost made it all the way through January. I feel like it's the fastest, slowest. It has been like, it's felt very slow, but date wise, it's flown by. Yeah. And maybe it's because we just try to fit so much into each week and then recording ends up being pushed and pushed and pushed and then... We get sick and shit happens and yeah, that's just, uh, that's what happened. January, (laughs) you know, they say that it's like, she's going to make sure you feel every single day. And it's like that every single year for me. I think Mm -hmm. I posted something the other day that said, um, January is my up. Yeah. February is when shit gets real. Like, so this was the warm up month. Mm hmm. I think that's supposed to be December, but December can't be the warm-up month. There's no. too much shit going on. I've always joked that my new year starts on February 1st, that January was just practice. 100%. And I want to say that that rang true this year. Yeah. so More than any year, I think. It's been. Because I just have really just been like, slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> <laughs> January's definitely been that. Um, it's been cold. We've had... Bad weather days. It's been cold. It's been gloomy. Today is actually beautiful. Yeah. And now we're in here. We should be enjoying the sun. But um, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago now? Yeah, about two week and a half ago. Yeah. Lauren and I went to have lunch with some of our girlfriends that we hadn't seen in a while. And then fast forward 24 hours later, two of us got this. I think it was the norovirus that hit us because it was like a combo of stomach flu and food poisoning and it was awful yeah and i'm pretty sure no i know like while i was sleeping i literally shit my pants (laughs) i shit my pants at least two times (laughs) during this illness it's so bad i don't think ty had the same experience 
I didn't know if she was sick with the exact same thing or. Well, what's weird is it literally hit us at the exact same time. Like, I remember looking at my phone and being like, it's 1130 the day, the next day. And when I looked up just the symptoms of the norovirus and like when it kind of appears after exposure, it was like almost a full day, Mm. 12 to 24 hours. So that's when I was like, okay, I know it's not food poisoning because food poisoning will hit you pretty fast. Well, then I'm really thankful that Casey and I were on that side of the table. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful my niece didn't get whatever we got exposed to because her and I didn't even eat the same things. But I think I got over it a little faster. But I also shit my pants a couple times. So I don't know that it worse. It was yeah. awful. Oh, that's so bad. Bless your heart. Yeah. And then amongst all that, um, and you know you're in pain when you're like bargaining with God about like you're in the fetal position on the bathroom floor crying. My sister-in-law was trying to comfort me, but I was also crying because I'd gone through a breakup during the illness. No. And so I'm like. I'm crying because I'm in pain, but also because me and Mr. Callie just broke up. Like, it was just like a whole. Yeah, I felt so bad for you. But you also, because you were so sick, I was like, I can't even go and like see her because she's shitting her pants. Mm -mm. And honestly, it was probably the easiest mutual breakup as far as like, you know, just timing and travel was just putting a lot of pressure on me and just trying to get everything in order and baseball season and all the things but uh how how do you think you're feeling about it well you know i i flew into here like a witch on a broom because it's been a couple weeks since the breakup and it was a cordial kind breakup but just through minimal communication with us i think it's created this tension because it's like we don't want this Mm -hmm. but it sucks because then you're like barely talking anymore and then it seems like well you don't care and then it's like no you're the one that's not you know it's just like yeah stupid really um i think we're still both my therapist actually i was talking to her about it last week which i think i told you i was dreading going and then after i went because i think uh i hadn't seen her in a couple months just because like uh scheduling and then i got sick and all those things and uh so i think i had like kind of buried a lot of stuff that happened over the holidays and then i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to talk about that shit yeah that happened two months ago so i was dreading it but i brought it up to her in my session and she was like do you think y'all kind of jumped the gun on this decision because like you were sick you weren't feeling good like you didn't really because we really didn't talk through it at that time yeah it was just kind of like this is where we're at this isn't easy let's pause kind of and so i don't know if anyone knows that a good pause can save or stop or slow some things down it's a lesson i'm learning i know and that's like yeah you and i were just talking about it sometimes i think it's just good to to pause yeah and then just see what transpires or happens or or what realizations you kind of come to as individuals but yeah i think that that's probably one of the biggest things that I really need to work on one of the things that I need to, you know, I've realized in myself is mm-hmm. that I'm not, I don't pause. Like I need a pause and I don't pause. Yeah. I, you know, the old flame and I got in a big argument and 
he tells me that I and his biggest complaint is that I don't listen, mm-hmm. right? He said, I feel like <laughs> when you are reading text or listening to me, it's like you're searching something on your phone. You're literally just sitting there scrolling as fast as you can. And then, oh, see a word, go back. Oh, scroll. He's like, I feel like that's what your your brain does when you're listening to me. And he's like, and you just pin, pick, pick, and then, oh, wait, hold on, and go back, and then try to read it. And he's like, and it's very frustrating trying to communicate. And I was like, I don't do that. And then I was talking to my oldest daughter, and she's like, Mama, I just said, like, I just told you, I was, she was trying to explain her science project and what she was doing. And she's like, and can you just listen? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, but I was telling you I was doing this. And it's like you take half of this sentence and a half of this other sentence. And then you put them together and you make your own sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not listening. And I'm like, oh. I think we're so used to, like, operating at a high rate of speed and efficiency that if other people are not on that same level because I'm the worst about I mean you know I told Mr. Callie you're a fucking sloth in everything that you do and we can go faster and we can be efficient and blah 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 and I think that's sometimes how our brains work yeah I feel I feel that so anyway I definitely recognize that sometimes it's like I'll just jump and run run off yeah to this next point or thing and I'm not really processing and i'm really bad about he and you and i were talking about this earlier is like how we'll have these long-winded conversations and it's like what i think can be a sprint he wants to make a marathon or we're on this never-ending merry-go-round of like like he keeps repeating himself like thinking he's going to get a different response from me Mm -hmm. anyway so sometimes we can be on this like merry-go-round of him repeating himself and he expects a different response from me and it just makes me angry mm-hmm. rather than I'd rather you say what you need to say. Let's pause and let me think on it or whatever, or come up with a better way to respond because in this moment, it's just not going to happen. Um, well, and just as a side note there, because Mr. Kelly and I are similar in some ways mm-hmm. um, and you and the old flame, one of the things that he told me, was you know the same thing he's like i have to repeat myself where you keep asking the question for the same same exact almost verbatim of you keep asking me this because it's like you're wanting a different response and he's like i need you to and i just learned this lesson so maybe mr kelly or if your partner makes this complaint about you that you repeat yourself or you keep asking the same question just in a different way here is what the feedback that i got that actually helped i'm not perfect at it but i am trying Mm -hmm. is that he's like you're not asking me the question that you really are seeking an answer to Mm -hmm. you're asking me a question it's almost like everywhere around around it or wording it in a way um but it's not the question you're it's that you're seeking so you're the question you're wanting to ask versus the one you're asking because you're not getting the answer that you want you're not you're not changing your question. Yeah, you're just rephrasing it. And he's like, you need to really be thinking about what is your, he's like, what is your question? Yeah. And when I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to ask that way because that feels either a vulnerable or two, like I sound a certain way or yeah. cause I'm thinking about it in my head. I'm like, oh, 
Well, and it doesn't even have to be a question. It can just be like you're making a statement, but because you're not getting the response that you want to hear, yeah. Well, let me make that statement again. Yeah. Let me say it again, but in a different way right. to see if she, she picks up on what I'm trying to get from her. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I'm not an idiot, but you're not going to get a different response. Well, and, and that's exactly what I he told me, and he's like, so I really want you to think about. And I'm like, well, why? I like started kind of introspectively looking at like, why am I, why do I do that? And it's because it's like, well, maybe I felt too vulnerable. I was too scared to ask or make the statement. So I ask every way but the actual point blank way. But that, and he's like, but that means that's almost a surefire guarantee that you will never get the answer you're looking for because you're not, you're not doing that part. You're not mm-hmm. being very clear. And so if maybe Mr. Cowley would work on, truly understanding the question or the answer or what he is looking for Mm -hmm. even like he needs what is the response you want from me yeah but not only just that it's like you got to just think about it and be clear yeah and so and he could even say this is what i want you to say yeah and i can say well this is why i'm not saying that you know what i mean like at least honestly i get that our generation is so heavy into the communication and i know it is huge like in workplaces and everything like I think communication through phones, through emails, through texts, like it all can be so misconstrued and just roll into this bigger thing than it needs to. But it's just exhausting sometimes. It really is. Learning how other people fucking communicate. Because sometimes I just don't care. Yeah. Sometimes. And it, it is. It's really true. Because you don't. You're sometimes you're like. <sighs> yeah. It's like. Is it this. Is is it this important that we're going to sit here and go round and round and bicker. When we just need to find like what we want the end result to be. What do you want? You know. Or what are we trying to accomplish here? Like rather than us sitting here and beating a dead horse or whatever, but well, and sprinkle some uh, past relationships, you know, trauma, yeah, and things into it. It just makes it so hard. Um, and I, that's in any relationship. Any. It could be a friendship. It could be a work relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. Like communication is fucking hard. And but as far as the breakup goes, it was probably the easiest I've ever been through. Yeah, but I feel like We're the just, way that you flew in here is it is it a breakup? Is it over? Or is I the breakup is either the relationship or the breakup still happening? Well, see, and I think that is the the problem. The dis that's where the disconnect is. Is we decided to go through this breakup, but then that we would maintain communication. And for me, I just don't think. That unless we're in game, if we're unless the end game is us getting back together or whatever, if this is just a pause, then that needs to be communicated or figured out. Otherwise, we need to like move completely move on because I'm not going to be in. I'm not getting any younger. Well, I limbo doesn't. Yeah, feel good for anybody. I don't want to be in this limbo situation where it's like, oh, I love him and I'm crazy about him and I want to just like him be the first person I call to tell something exciting to, but you know, he's busy and not answering or not getting back to me. Like that's where it hurts me now, right now. Cause there has been a couple things that have happened and because our communication is a little bit strained right now or we're both kind of like pulled back and guarded, it just makes my heart hurt worse because I feel like I don't have my person. Yeah. 
And so I communicated that with him and it's just escalated into this whole thing of like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, oh my God, now it's on me yeah, to decide. And so I'm just, I'm just, I need a break. I need, I need a pause from the conversation. And yeah. that's uh, definitely advisable. I feel like you probably, if you can recognize yourself feeling that way, yeah. the next, the next step is honoring it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that so much of like, and I speak for myself so much, if it feels like you're in a discord or strained or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to fix it. And like we have to learn how to be, I have to learn how to be like comfortable with the fact that it's not together right now or yeah. not us. I'm just saying like the, the problem's not going to be solved <clears throat> overnight. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And I don't need to try to force a uh, solution there because yeah. I'm not even in a place for that. And like, you know. And I think it would be easier if you were like here and we could be in person and have this conversation but that, but that's the thing that's the whole reason the whole breakup happened is because he's not here and I'm not there and I'm still trying to get my footing on figuring out you know what my next move is and and I think that's where the pain comes in because we want to be together mm-hmm. but because timing is off for both of us at this time it's it sucks you Ooh. love someone and you know it would work if timing was right and I've ran into this problem a lot that's probably why I'm still single again and um I've met a lot of great people I've cared about a lot of people but when timing does not match up or it's just not it like I just feel like everything works against the relationship yeah that's probably one of the hardest things yeah. I've had a couple that were really great guys and opportunities and the the potential was there, but because timing was not, it just wasn't, yeah. it doesn't it just work. works against you and makes it harder. And then there's tension and I'm just, I don't want that for either of us, but. Mullen, I think that if it's, you know, one of the things is that if it's meant to be, if they are meant to be together, mm-hmm. then it'll sort itself out. Like, exactly. you know, feeling anxious and wound up about yeah. it. That's one of the things that I tell myself that calms me down when I start feeling all in my head about it. Mm-hmm. A little cray cray. Uh, is I have this mantra that uh, Abraham Hicks, I've mentioned her before. She's phenomenal, but it yeah. was really life-changing for me. And one of the, the mantras that she said that made a lot of sense was everything that is meant for me will be some things immediately some things eventually all things eventually so if that if that is what is meant for you it may happen now and it, or it may happen later mm-hmm. but you just have to kind of sit and be rest assured that it's already working itself out for you right because your whatever your belief system is if you tr- believe in the universe or god or in a higher power mm-hmm. or laws of attraction that Everything is always unfolding for your greatest good. So even though it doesn't feel comfortable right now, as even if you don't like it, like one of the things is like learning to be content in that moment. Mm-hmm. And whenever I believe that and I'm practicing that, my life tends to run pretty smoothly. And when yeah. I get out of that mindset and get a little crazy, then mm-hmm. it goes haywire. And then I have to, that's one of the things I tell myself like over and over and over again and it kind of calms me down so yeah and i think at the beginning we had that mindset and then it started to not feel so great yeah because it was different and so i probably yeah i probably went a little haywire and got frustrated he did too and i don't know well i think we just need to let it 
be and let it breathe and let it breathe yeah and then see what happens yeah well so me on the other side of that of not being it like the opposite of being in long distance and the opposite you know is having a full-blown live-in situation I think we were both very reluctant in the beginning. We both said to each other we weren't going to have feelings, and then we had feelings. We Mm -hmm. both said to each other we were not going to fall in love, and we fell in love. We both said, like, this isn't going to be – this isn't it. And then we both said, actually, maybe this is it, right? And there is some change and resistance there. And you do have to accept and realize that – that as things change, your expectations are going to change and your communication is, is exhausting. Yeah. And, you know, I shared with you last time that we had been in the car and we'd had all those, you know, it was the holidays. It was a, my daughter's birthday. It was two road trips. And I was already feeling like I needed some space. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't quite know how to take that space, that I was easily agitated. And it's clear now that he was feeling the same way, mm-hmm. that, you know, we both were kind of in that, Okay, what do we do when we feel like this? Needed a breather. Yeah. And uh, so we did, you know, we had a a blowout. Uh, We both did and said things that made it worse. Mm -hmm. And uh, my knee-jerk response is usually just to, like, cut things off and protect myself and be like, well, I'm not doing this again, and Mm -hmm. bye. And uh, so we almost had a moment where we were both going to be single again. I mean, I thought we were going to have to announce to our kitty whisperer listeners that, well, we didn't even make it through January with yeah. our boyfriends. Yeah, we, we had a night where we were going to say they didn't even get it through the first month of the year. But I mean, uh, technically I didn't, so I'm a solo dolo on that moment. But also that it was real funny that after a breakup happens, you know who start coming out of the woodwork. All of them. It wasn't even, what, 48 hours? And I'm already getting a text from someone like, hey, you. And I'm like, how do they fucking know? Well, it's the social media. I'm convinced. But this one specifically isn't on social media. I hadn't changed anything, Lauren. Wow. And so I'm like, how do they fucking know? Well, let me tell you, uh, Old Flame's ex, the one that got all crazy about me. Yeah. She calls him. Mm, Again? During the couple of days that we are taking some space. Yeah. My sister told me they all broke up, so I was just checking on you. Like, now, all of a sudden, she cares, and she's concerned because she doesn't want him to be upset. No, she wanted to be like, thank God you got rid of that. <laughs> and he's like, why? What makes you think that? And she's like, well, she just told me that y'all were broken up, and so I... How would that... Because of social media, because he posted a bunch of well, picture like pictures and stuff, but I wasn't in them. He didn't delete the pictures. No. I mean, I people are, are crazy. I archived a couple just mm-hmm. to prepare myself that for was, that. Okay, that's the one thing I did do. I didn't archive everything, but I just did it to where I didn't see like right at for the myself. Top. It's yeah. like it wasn't because I didn't want it there. It's just like I just didn't want the remi- constant reminder that he's not. Yeah, around. that's how I felt about it. Like I was sharing stuff, kitty whispers, and I'm like, yeah. you know, I just don't want. I don't want to see that because right. it makes me sad. And so I archive some, but I guess. But it wasn't like a blatant. 
No, I didn't think so. I mean, you didn't call me and go, what's up? <laughs> what are you doing? No. You know? Um, but I guess then because he posted a round of pictures and I wasn't in them, then that <laughs> tells the whole entire social media world that we are. It's fucking Facebook is what it is. Yeah. He goes, he's like, knock it off Facebookers. He said, he told her, he's like, uh, no, we didn't break up. And she's like, well, don't go do anything stupid. And he's like, you're the last person. You're the stupid one. <laughs> he's crazy. like, you're calling me. Because your sister stalked our Facebook and noticed that we weren't to get like what like crazy. It is crazy. They're crazy. Anyway, yeah, we're definitely just working our way through some shit, and oh, uh, it'll be fine. I mean, I'm feeling this weekend. You know, I was feeling real low. I had a couple of days where I was kind of like can't get out of bed today. But I'm feeling in better spirits Good. now. I know it's like a day-to-day thing. Um, I don't know why I was feeling that way. Could be the breakup. Not sure. But I was listening. So today when I was getting ready, I was listening up to, to the You Up podcast, which is really funny. Highly recommend. Have you been listening to it? Mm-mm. Well, they always come out with a Sunday special. And most of the time on Sunday specials, they're solving dating problems. <laughs> so they'll read a bunch of listener stories well this guy writes in and he said he was set up with this girl and he's like pretty crazy about her they've been on four dates but that her breath (laughs) he said her breath is so bad like smells like homegirl ate some dookie and so i'm like first i want to put out a psa that this is a reminder to knock it off Take care of your breath. We know you can smell it. But it then, like, if you can smell your own breath, but everyone else. Well, this is this is the telltale sign. Go get some floss, floss in between your teeth, and then smell the floss. If it smells like you ate dookie for lunch, there's a problem. If it stinks, there's a problem. But, yeah, some people just don't smell it, I guess. But... So he was riding in like, how do I tell her? Because he's like, I still want to keep seeing her. I really like her. Like, do I tell our mutual friend that set me up? And so then Jared Freed's like making all these jokes about you just need to give her a hug and be like, you know, I'm really enjoying this and I'm ready to go on our next date. But (laughs) your breath smells like doo-doo. I don't like it. (laughs) There's no way to tell that person. Like, what do you do? And so then it led to, I think you offer him a piece of gum. You like, Oh, well, that's the thing. He had offered her a Listerine strip, and she declined it. <laughs> so he's like, those advances aren't even working. She declined it? She declined the Listerine strip. However, I do know Listerine strips are very potent. Some people just don't love them. But like... What about toothpaste? Does she like toothpaste? She needs to know. Somebody's got to tell her. Bless her heart. And... I'm shocked it was a woman. Most of the time, this is a man issue. (laughs) But then that led to them talking about, okay, but what if you like go down on a dude and his balls stink? Or you go down on a girl and her vagine stinks. What do you do? You just say, hey, you do the smell test and be like, (laughs) the old flame would tell me. A hundred percent. Well, the thing is, is like, I am so in tune with my body. If anything stinks on me, I am very aware. Yeah. So I'm same because like, I'm almost over. 
And over But I know there's some men and females out there that, I mean, as we all know, episode two, season one, we talked about my instance where I got invited over by, what did we call him, Mr. Super Bowl or whatever, and he had straight fish we dick. We should call him Mr. DV since he just got in trouble for it again. This is true. But homeboy, you didn't smell the potency of fish when you whipped your baby arm out of your pants? Like... When I'm going to have sex with someone and I know they could potentially just have their nose all up in them guts, I'm going to smell myself to make sure it is I fresh smell and myself. ready to roll. I smell myself. I think there's a lot of people out there, Lauren, that just don't. I think they just are like, how can you not? I, I don't know. Hippies? I don't know. But I just thought I'd have to put out that little PSA that I'm like, okay, everybody needs a reminder. Knock it off. I mean, smell your genitals before you go into a sexual situation. Hell, I even used to be a cheerleader and we would be throwing girls in the air and their vaginas would stink. So if you're a little flyer in cheerleading as well, knock it off. My youngest even said, Mom, she, my flyer does not smell like she has good hygiene. Y'all, it's terrible. It's disgusting. I, was, I have a conversation with my little six-year-old nephew almost every day saying, your breast smells like you went out and ate some dookie. Nobody likes that. I don't know what I got to do to ingrain it in their heads. Like, why well, I want to know what the follow up is for what this guy ends up doing. Because if he really likes her, he should be like, I really like you. I don't know if you have like a medical thing. Well, and that's what they said. Like at this point, kind of like on that Ted Lasso episode, yeah. <laughs> little Phoebe was like having the breath problem. Yes. And it's like, it could be a medical thing. You got to like, let them know. Yeah, so then they can either figure out what's going on or, but some people are just gross. And if that's the case, run. I saw a comedian earlier, I was talking about how she told her boyfriend that uh, she's like, so I was telling my boyfriend <laughs> that I pee in the shower. And oh, she's yeah, like, 100%. she's like, and I thought that it'd be like a bonding thing. Like, he'd be yeah. like, cool, I pee in the shower, too. Yeah. And she's like, we could talk about how freeing it was and that it was that we pee in the shower. Yeah. She's like, he responded by telling me how gross I am and how just like that it is. He that it's so every time I take a step in the shower, I'm stepping and I'm, I'm into your pee. First of all, I'm pretty sure urine is very sterile. And she said. It's not like I walk into the bathroom, I take off my pants, I stand and squat in the shower and pee on dry porcelain, <laughs> and then pull up my pants again and leave so that when he comes in there, he just steps in like a feral cat had been in there. He, she's like, that's not what I'm doing. Yeah, it washes down with she's the like, water. She's like, it goes down almost immediately. And how does the water not make you need to pee? It, I can pee before I get in the shower, and as soon as I get in the shower, I gotta pee again. They say that uh, if you stick your hand in a warm bowl of water or someone when they're sleeping, they'll instantly pee. So, yeah. So, what's funny is, Catherine, they at work, which is where I used to work, they'll do like a little trivia question like that. Like, do you think peeing in the shower is normal? And they kind of had like a 50-50 response. And she texts me and she was like, you know, Deidre, uh, Stephen wanted me to text you and ask you like what you thought about this. And I was like, 100% I pee in the shower. And she thought I was going to say I didn't. And I'm like, because she thinks it's crazy. And I'm like, Catherine, 
it's the same to me it's all pops i'm like anything that's wild that you think i don't do i probably do so (laughs) let's just get 100 yeah um i think you know have i peed in the shower absolutely do i pee in the shower no i usually pee beforehand but if i have to while i'm in there it's not like you're dropping a deuce in the shower i mean i mean i i have done that recently and it was accidental I was gonna tell. I did tell you this. <laughs> this is embarrassing. This is why we're having the poops. This is just there's all around poop stories this week, and for some reason it's me. I'm the problem. So I, sh- I shit my pants when I was sick. So that was the excuse then. This other scenario, I was even shocked. <laughs> And I didn't tell Mr. Callie that this happened. I'm sorry. I'm uh, going to prepare myself because I know what's up. So I told Lauren this story at her house while we were taking, we took an edible and we were just giggling. And I was like, I have a story I need to tell you because I know you won't judge me. And I didn't tell anybody else. And then she was like, you have to fucking tell this story on the podcast because you made me tell my fart story. And I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. She 100% was like. I'm not telling that. I said, if you don't, you made me tell and reenact <laughs> the fart story. <sighs> okay. Well, I have pooped in the shower before, but it was because I was ill. This certain story, I was not sick. However, I was startled. <laughs> <laughs> I was startled. So I was in the shower and I'm like shaving my legs and y'all, it's New Year's Eve evening. We, me and Mr. Callie just had a long run of just good sex, you know? He passed out. It's like 1, 2 in the morning. I don't like going to bed when there's just shit everywhere. So I start kind of tidying up, picking up. I had a lot of hairspray in my hair. I wanted to wash it all out. So I go get in the shower. And I'm thinking, we were in this beautiful hotel room beautiful shower like i'm just gonna enjoy myself i'm gonna take my time and then i'm gonna go crawl into this wonderful bed that we have well i didn't think his ass was coming in there so i'm like shaving and you know enjoying the peace and quiet and this fool comes in so picture this my butt is facing the shower head like i'm facing the back wall i have one leg propped up my right leg on the ledge of the tub and i'm shaving and this fool comes in the bathroom jerks the shower curtain back and screams like boo you know so initially i scare easily i immediately scream well and then he laughs and he pulls the shower curtain shut and i was like are you fucking kidding me like that you just like he didn't know this but he scared the shit he out of me. He literally scared the shit out of me. Like, I went to go wash my body after that, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he scared the shit out of you. Oh. And then he, like, just is brushing his teeth and doing his jolly little thing and just goes back in there. And I'm like, I will never let him know that this story happened. But now he knows because he's probably going to listen to this episode. I mean, it was I wasn't just a even little embarrassed. Bit, right? It was just a little bit. It wasn't like I blew like a turd out or something. It wasn't anything like that. <laughs> it, was just a, it was just a little short. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That is so funny. Um, I, it's just been a, 
You've had a lot of you've had a lot of things. It was just the very last thing to ring in the new year, you know? Just get the rest of the shit out. Yeah. (laughs) Or it was the way you started it. But either way. (laughs) Oh God. It's okay. That's true. It was like three in the morning at that point. It just goes up from there. Mm. Oh well. I uh love that for me. Yeah. Well, I think that it's gonna be okay. (laughs) No matter what. Hopefully, no one ever scares the shit out of you again. And hopefully, we I'm sure you'll keep us posted if I you mean, guys are able to figure out your shit or not. Well, Literally. I just want everyone to know that this is a learning lesson and to always be on guard. Shower and all. Keep it, keep it clenched. Just keep that booty hole tight. Yep. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure I'll have many updates from the next few weeks of things. Relationship drama. I know. I am glad, you know, it. the conversations, it is exhausting. But I do feel like when it is with someone that is real and like something that is real and it's with someone who truly understands. Like one of the biggest differences that I have felt like in my own shit lately is, you know, my ex was it. It was abusive. He would love bomb me, uh, Mm -hmm. like, over the top. And the way that the old flame apologizes and communicates with me is so much, like, it's so different than what it was before. And honestly, it's really kind of eye-opening in the sense of, like, it puts it into perspective for me that all the times before that I thought, oh, this was what Satan was saying and he was genuine and how, you know, oh, he was so sorry and things like that. Now that I'm experiencing it on a genuine level, like on a very true and open, transparent level, I can feel the difference. Like I can feel the difference in the way someone takes ownership of their stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it does. It's probably exhausting for him to deal with some of the things that I put him through because I (laughs) am like a a stone and a wall uh, in the sense of sometimes I just get real closed up and Mm -hmm. not going to handle it. But if somebody's willing to sit there and talk through and make lists and work through and have action items of how and what they're going to do differently and how they understand. And I was, I'm going to, you know, to me that says that they're in it with me also, right? It says to me that they're genuine. They understand like, hey, I'm not perfect. I'm not expecting you to be, but here's how I'm going to show up differently for you and for our relationship because it matters. And so that's kind of where I am. Um, Yeah. And I mean, I guess if I'm being like very honest and transparent, because I want to be that way with our listeners, um, you know, it wasn't necessarily that timing was such an issue with him and I. Um, Obviously, I'm not where I want to be as far as like my career and financially, especially after losing everything and the fire and how last year ended. Um, you know, I've just been in like, and Lauren knows this, like I've been in a mental state that's like my depression is very, very severe. And I would tell Mr. Kelly all the time, like, you know, I just don't have much to give. And he's been very good at like supporting that and, and picking up the slack. But I think it was just getting to a point where he maybe thought he couldn't handle it anymore. And so that's why he did bring it up. And, you know, he he wanted to alleviate any extra pressure that the relationship was probably putting on me because it was, you know, on top of 
like trying to figure out everything here. I'm also trying to maintain a happy, healthy relationship when I don't feel happy and healthy. And so that was just very hard because I never wanted to be like he has so many positive, good things going on. And I want to be there to support him and be happy for him. But there was just days where I'm so like not in a headspace or so disorganized with my mind and he's communicating to me like all these awesome things that are happening and he wasn't getting the responses from me that he probably was hoping for or I just wasn't fully in tune with him at times because I was in my own head and um, I think that could be a main cause not that you know he's like throwing in the towel and giving up or this is too much for him but I think it's because I'm still trying to figure it all out you know because this is the first time I've ever felt this way and so it is like very confusing for me as well yeah um but I don't and I would tell him all the time like you deserve someone that is like happy and healthy and can be this amazing support for you and I don't want to hold you back from that and so well, and I feel like, though, that's where you both have to kind of give each other some grace and understanding, because if y'all are going to be, if this is going to be it for the long haul, right, mm-hmm. um, which I assume by knowing both of you and knowing you very well, that neither one of you would be and have made the efforts that you've made. Yeah. I mean, look at where y'all came from a year ago till now. Exactly. Um, that I don't believe that you would have done that. If you didn't believe in it and the potential that it has, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not talking about him, just the relationship and, you know, to actually work. And I think that one of the one of the things is that y'all are not going to be happy and healthy the entire for the rest of your life. There's going to be seasons of it. It's probably very hard to start and build a relationship like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm I'm in that. But on the flip side, you know, the old flame was not happy with things going on in his life and where he was at. And I was in a better place. And, you know, you you build that foundation. But ultimately, it's up to the other person to kind of figure it out. Yours is more of a mental health and your whole life having bombs dropped all over it. Right. Um, And it's not like I'm not doing the work you know what I mean like it's not like I'm just like laying there and and dwelling and no but you're gonna have ebbs and floats you're gonna have moments where it's hard harder for you Mm -hmm. and I think that you do like he he has to get to a point where he has to accept that maybe I'm not gonna be getting that right now from her yeah um and I think it's hard for him to do that yeah and as you feel better you will do that, right? Yeah. That was the biggest thing that I kind of was when I'm sitting here kind of literally making a list of for my own relationship and situation. There has been immense amount of growth that has happened in him and the way that he treats me and communicates with me and the effort that he makes to make me feel his love in that way. Mm-hmm. It's taken a while for us to truly understand each other uh, and get to that, but if it's the willingness, right? Mm-hmm. It's the willingness of, hey, I'm one of the things that you know he wrote down was, I know that I, he's like, I guess I had told him that I felt like he was cold. And he's like, and I think I'd said it in passing a while, like way early on in the argument. So it wasn't like in my mind, it wasn't, that wasn't the issue. Um, But he, he really dove into that as far as like, 
I know that I need, need to do a better job of communicating in a way that shows you that I care about your feelings and not that I'm just in my mind being direct and trying to keep us on point through our communication. But I need to say it and word it in a way that you will be receptive and hear and know that it shows you care and concern mm-hmm. and love through those things. But it is the willingness to understand that sometimes <coughs> what we would naturally do or what we have been doing doesn't always work. And we talked about this earlier in this episode that it doesn't always work uh, right away that you got to kind of try to figure it out. You got to kind of figure out what does this other person need? It's not just love languages of this is me, me, me. Like I'm not saying Mr. Kelly is this way, but like, this is what I need and I need this from mm-hmm. you. And this is all. And if I'm not getting this from you that, you know, part of what love is a verb, it's looking at what is daydream needs because when daydre feels whole and healthy and well daydre is able to pour and give out more Mm -hmm. and being in a relationship and a long-term one that is truly the yeah the understanding that has to happen there and i think that's where he he felt like he was pouring so much into me and i wasn't pouring anything back into him and then i guess i made the comment of um well, I don't think you realize, but this long distance is putting a lot of, it does put a lot of pressure on me Yeah, because, you know, I do have dogs and, you know, a job and, you know, flying and going somewhere that's two hours behind us. Like it messes me up, you know, and then I have to fly in a Friday and then come back on a Monday and it, it throws the whole week off. And so it does put a lot of pressure on me when I'm trying to get things situated here. And so that's what kind of started the whole process of talking but I think his biggest thing is you know he does pour so much into me which I told him that's kind of what and he's was willing to do all that but now he's needing more and I'm still not in a place where I can just be like pouring it into him or giving that to him and it's just well then maybe this is like when you feel like y'all aren't getting anywhere mm-hmm Sometimes the best thing to do is like what you said, just pause. Yeah. So you don't create any more damage I know. or make any rash decisions. But does that pause include continuing some communication or should it be ended? And that's where I'm at. That's where the argument that I came in here and was very irritated with, that's where we're at is like we're on a pause. But he wants to pause in hopes that you know, end game is us being together. And then I'm in the mindset where I'm just paused. (laughs) Like I'm not even thinking about end game. I don't know what that looks like right now. Well, maybe you should try. What would you do? Would you pause with communication or would you pause with? Well, right now, because y'all are not communicating uh, well. Effectively. (laughs) Yeah. That was one of the things that I told uh, the old flame. I said, look, for now on moving forward, if I start feeling myself, because I've not always been really good at that. Um, if I start feeling myself feeling heightened or triggered, I'm going to I'm going to probably pause way earlier before I even get to the point. If I even feel myself look in that direction yeah. instead of wait till I get there and then pause mm-hmm. and then by then it's too hard. I said I'm going to do I'm going to be pulling that out way earlier. Yeah. And I said and I want you to do that with me too because when you're not no longer communicating in an effective way, uh you're not you're not helping a situation mm-hmm. and Your mindset's not right like just and having so away. many questions and variables you know but that was 
what I was saying. Like, so on, I, I had suggested this and it actually worked very well. Mm-hmm. We took a piece of paper. Uh, what column one was like the problem or the issue. Column two, right next to it, was like the solution or how, not what we want necessarily focusing on what the other person should do but how we feel about it what we see as our as our as the solution or the working thing there right so Mm -hmm. like just having a little bit of ownership over your situation and the problem it's like yeah well i'm not going to be with someone who does that period or i this is the expectation or this is how i'm going to do it you know there is something that um maybe y'all you need to do that for like all areas of your life right like you need to think about like where what am i truly troubled by across the board what what would be the solution Mm -hmm. well then how do i get there right like then it's like trying to figure that out but it sometimes it just helps make it clear and then same thing with him so i would probably just try to look at it objectively and in a more of a logical way than emotionally because emotionally it's going to be really really hard for you Mm -hmm. um because you already feel so yeah. Well, and I Scattered. have all these goals that I'm like, these are the main, my main things right now that I really want to focus on and get done and figured out. And so a relationship kind of hit, like becomes added pressure to getting these things sorted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you have to be in a place to be yeah. ready. And, and, I, and I know and sometimes you're in a relationship and then you get in a place where, you know, obviously ebbs and flows like we said but and i don't i didn't want to i don't know well i think that i just think it did relieve pressure i would just say look i love you i care about you i don't know if i want to i don't know where i see us in six months or not but that's because i don't know where i see myself in six months exactly so i need some time to figure that out if it feels natural to communicate I would communicate, but I would have any discussions of the relationship or what went wrong. I would I would pause all mm-hmm. of that right now mm-hmm. and not go there because it's not necessary to go there right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I would take that pressure off of it. But if it's too much for him, then you have to respect that. But if he's willing to just keep that door open for the time being and then once you as you move a little bit further along you'll realize if this is good for you or Mm -hmm. if it's holding you back or if you want to step further into it or if i've figured this area out and now like i'm ready for this piece yeah and where he's at at that point but i don't know yeah i mean i i think that that's probably you know it was such a different potentially you know uh, breakup moment for me versus the one that I was, I've had before mm-hmm. and I realized in areas immediately became so clear because I'm in a healthier place where I need to operate different what I did to contribute to the situation and then also how you know what I'm going to do this differently moving forward in a way because I don't want to operate so out of balance within myself or mm-hmm. out of a relationship Um well, and who has the time for all of it? Yeah. So that's one of the things I was going to tell you. So we took this personality test. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called the Big Five. And it's, you can do it by yourself or with a partner or work or kid yeah. or whatever. And, you know, it was said that for the most part that like a relationship between the two of us would be very uh, agreeable. It, it could work that there were a couple of areas where like I was way more social or open or personality wise. And he was way more 
like quiet and said you probably perceive each other in these ways and it's true like you know the way they do it is it's like like out of a hundred people in a room if there's a hundred people in the room what number of that person would you be more or less than the rest right Mm -hmm. and so he's way more orderly than i am and it says you probably perceive your partner as being messy or lazy or these <laughs> things. And then it said on my, you probably perceive your partner as being rigid and too like uptight, tightly up, wound. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> but then he was like really high on the agreeable list where it said you probably get frustrated because I feel like sometimes it's like I'm the one that has to make all the plans or decisions on things. And it said on there that. I was way more of the assertive and authoritative type, which I already know that I am. Yeah. And he's like, and your partner probably perceives that you're being bossy or rude. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, oh, we should do it together. Yeah. I'm all for it. It was really eye opening. Whenever I get home, you can send me the link. Yeah. And I was so wait. So if you've already taken it. Yeah, we can pair ours together and it puts them together. Okay, so how do you do? I guess I have to take it and then they can. Yeah, calculate. when they would share our email with okay. it. Yeah, it's like if you have some free time, your partner's more likely to stay busy and doing things. You're more completely comfortable with not doing those things and resting on the couch. And I'm like, that is 100% herkle darkling. Yeah, a herkle. I like, um, I herkle honestly, today. Um, what's funny is like, Mr. Callie is like, a mixture of you and the old flame. Like he is when it comes to like constantly having to do stuff, he's never one to just relax. I could relax all day. That's why Lauren and I get along so well. We will sit on the sofa, watch movies. We like to order a spread of food Mm, for options and we will stay there all day. Yeah. That's and what I we do. love it. It makes my heart happy to do I, have moments I, I, like that. I can't. I couldn't do that with my now ex boyfriend. Yeah, because he wants to, you know, wrestle me or be doing push ups in the floor, or then he's cooking fucking shit in the kitchen, and I'm like, just sit down. And I think that you know, with that, it, it takes a lot of acceptance, right? Like now that we exactly. understand, it's like, oh, okay, well, so that's, maybe we just know we have to do those things together. Yeah. Well, and I told him that I was like, and I <laughs> and haven't don't judge me if I, I was do. like, and I haven't been able to have these moments. And he's like, I'm not keeping you from these moments. Like, go it's the judgy face. Go have the moment. But it's the judgy face. But you he, know why? Because when I'm doing those things, I'm getting looks like. You sure you don't want to, like, go for a run? No, I don't. Not in the mood. Not in the slightest. Well, and that's where it's, like, understanding and acceptance. And it's, like, he's, like, honestly, the only thing you do that really bothers me is you just don't listen. You just speed through, and I have to repeat myself so much, and then I'm frustrated. And then you're over here, like, you're being mean to me. And he's, like, and I know I'm being mean, but it's because I'm frustrated that you don't listen for the yeah. it's 100. And I'm, like, okay. I get it. He's like, I'm good. Not, it's taken I'm me. I'm not good at listening either. And so, you know, it is learning for, for on both parts um, for us. But I think that the important part, like I said, in any relationship, it's a willingness to understand mm-hmm. and say, okay. So we'll see. We're going to work through. And at least now we're aware. And you can't fix anything unless you're aware. So, and it said you can't help your, your partner and you by finding a middle ground because – 
if you allow relationships to be what they're supposed to be, you're able to kind of see it from the other person's perspective and go, yeah. oh, well, I guess I can be. And if you're at a partner uh, party and you're, you know, he's feeling fuddy-duddy or not doing it, I said, I'd rather you not go. Yeah. I'd rather you not go. Like, is this something you're interested in or should I take Daydream instead? That's like going to be the my new favorite thing to say out loud. Or, hey, I know this isn't your thing, so I'm just... Yeah, taking. I told him, um, you're going to be really proud of me. I said, can I be honest, since we're putting it all out there? I don't like, I don't want to do hunts like that. And I said, like, in the morning, we were talking, he's all making all these plans about how he's going, you know, we'll take turns and you'll get to hunt this by yourself. And I'm just like, I don't want to hunt by myself. Archery. You like doing the archery and the shooting and like that. I said, I will go it. with you. I said, I will go with you. I like all of that. I like nature. I like this. I like these parts. I said, this other part, I have zero interest in. Yeah. I have zero interest in going and sitting outside in the nature by myself. Part of the reason why I like going is because I'm sitting there and doing it with you. Yeah. Um, if my daughter wants me to go with her, I will go and I will do that. But if I said, I would rather... Like whenever we kind of had our little like squabble... Squabble? Squabble. Squabble. Squibble. Squibble. <laughs> we had our little scr- scrimmage. Squabble, yes. Squabble. Um, when we had our little squabble, um, the last, you know, I was telling y'all that I had the cup and it was shiny and all the things. And I said, <laughs> yes. I, I said, none of that is fun for me. And if it's not fun for you because I'm doing those things, I said the next day when I didn't go and I stayed and I made coffee and breakfast and hung out with my cousin's wife and I did all of that. That brought me joy. Yeah. I said, I would love just you go. I you said, what about to, you going yeah. and me not going or me going to brunch or me? And he's like, yes. And I was like, okay, now I feel so much better about it. I don't feel. But good. also him not making the assumption that this is going to be a bonding time for y'all to go fucking hunting and camping. Like, why can't y'all come up with. I mean, I together. like camping. I really, I love camping. You know that we've talked about it many, many times. So oh, I like it. Crazy. I don't, I don't like it when it's so cold. I don't like it when there's other areas of pressure involved, you know, like the, that. And so it was just felt really good to get that off my chest. I was like, listen, you tell me you don't listen to the podcast, but in case you do, you're going to hear me say this. And it mm-hmm. is because I don't like it. And I was like, I'd rather just stay back and let you go. And if you don't want to go, to parties or do things with me that's okay too but we should but not you can't in the future because i know and before in the past when he has voiced like i don't really want to go to that you did get your feelings hurt because you saw it as like he doesn't want to do that because he with doesn't me. want to spend time with me yeah but now but that, that but now you just need to know like this isn't his vibe and it makes him uncomfortable so i just need to take someone that they are comfortable well with. and that's what i'm saying like when i read the when I read the personality test, I was like, oh, so you're like this, like it gave me true understanding and insight to where like I'm not I mean, going to take it personal. basically did the Myers-Briggs thing. Well, I've done the Myers-Briggs. This was different. It's yeah. a lot different. It's weird. Well, you're going to send me the link. I will. I'm do it. So we'll share the link also on. But what uh, were you telling us about? Yeah. So you were going to tell me, she said, I'm going to tell, I was going to tell you this. Tell me what. So after we get through all of this very exhausting uh but well needed communication right mm-hmm. work through our shit um 
we decided we were sitting there and uh, we're like, do you want to go? What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Well, why don't we go get a new toy? You want to go to the sex shop? And so... Here's, do they even have like legit ones at the sex shop anymore? What? Like I feel like last time I went to... Because like they have so many good vibrator companies that are like online exclusively that I don't think like the sex stores do they even carry like good quality things yeah they had a lot okay um so we go but I thought I had a moment where I right before he left the house Mm -hmm. that I should take an edible this would be this would be a good idea did you get the giggles while you were in there so I don't tell him. <laughs> I don't tell him. I, I, it had been a long week, you know. My dog had had surgery. Uh, you name it. It's just had kid had gotten sick. I had a day where I didn't feel good. Exhausting communication. So I wanted to take an edible. Yeah. He doesn't do any of him. those things. And uh, and so we we get there. Yeah. And we walk inside, and <laughs> just like you're talking about with your brothers, how it hits you. <laughs> it hits me and now all of a sudden all of this shit is very funny oh, and no. i'm not in i'm like not in a Ooh, Ooh. this would be sexy you're like swinging around just a big old <laughs> strap on at him <laughs> well like we're walking through like the laundry stuff and i was like what what are you like like what do you what is what are you into because yeah. i know what i like and uh, so we start talking about it, and then you quickly move over into all of the other things that are there. And I just start getting real stoned. And so I'm trying to, like, <laughs> communicate it with me. And about halfway through, he's, like, just kind of looking at me. We're picking out things. And then they had a smoke shop. They had a head shop on the other side. Well, I see. What kind of place is Where is this place located? Dallas, Texas. So if we I got had, it's a sex shop and a smoke shop yeah. combined. Okay. So I, I go. I go over and I pick out some incense. He's picking out socks. He I'm picking out, out incense, Lauren. It was on the, ter- it was on like the. We so are- basically she's making their home smell like, I mean. No, I wanted, I wanted them because they're really good. Like whenever they I smell terrible, not all of them, all of them. No, they all have very specific incense smells. Like, you know, there's a stick burning in a corner of someone's home. Like, you know when you get that whiff when you walk into someone's house that they're going to have fucking crystals lining the walls and maybe a tapestry hanging in the window. I do have crystals lining the walls. <laughs> I, I do know. have shit. And so part of the reason about the, the incense, let me tell you something else. You know whenever you... You couldn't have just got like a humidifier that like poured some nice essential oils. That is what Deidre would do. Yeah. Not so what Morin would do. moisturizes your sinus cavities at the so, time. So, you know... Why they keep matches in a bathroom? Yeah, because so for Dookie. Okay. Well. Kills. Oh, were you trying to kill the sex smell? No, we don't. <laughs> With no. the incense. No, no. They just happen to be at the same store. But the reason what why. What scent did you choose? Rain. It's like a clean what smell. What does a rain smell like? It's like a clean smell. But I only got it because sometimes I burn shit and dinner and then it smells bad. And so, you know, and my kids are learning to cook. And so I got it just because it's the same thing as like lighting a match in the bathroom. You know what? For your birthday, I'm getting you like a really nice diffuser. Okay. Well, I do those and then I forget to put water in them or I have to replace them. And these are just real simple. You just light it. Just light the stick on fire. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind it. 
But Bath and Body Works candles. Okay. Yeah, I, I like candles. So anyway, so I'm going over and I'm picking out stuff. And I go right. and I ask one of the, um, well, I'm just looking at him. And he's looking at socks. It's like towards the end of the store. You know, you walk through it they like a. fucking socks at this yeah. place too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, we may have to what go. What kind of socks? There are some more things that I wanted to look was at. Was it a can... penis sock or something? No, they all had like marijuana leaves. He was like, oh. well, these aren't those socks. And then snacks. <laughs> like Schnacks. Schnacks. <laughs> And so we go, uh, we go all the way through, we pick out our fun little things, and then I wanted to look, they had some of those like uh, mushroom chocolates, and they had some other like the legal edibles, you know, like the one I took, like the legal kind. Yeah. And so I'm like, um, can you come over and help me? And so I'm like asking him questions, and it was this like super, I don't want to say he was cool, but he was like a younger, more hip, uh, like black dude, like you could tell that he just knew what was going on and maybe with himself not with me oh, okay. and he made he was making a judgment call on me that oh, okay. i was this white lady that didn't know anything about nothing and so but she's very schooled in this department so i start no so i start asking him questions and he's like, well, I don't really know about like that. I'm like, okay, is it synthetic or is it this? Like what, like what, like I start asking him and he's like, well, is it your first time? Is this your first? And I felt Does like. Does it look like my first time? Yeah. Apparently I gave off the vibe that like, I'm. Did you tell him this ain't my first rodeo? No, I just, I actually, I said, I don't know what, what possessed me, but I said, yeah, it is. Could you just tell me everything you know about it? Could you mansplain the fuck out of me about these animals? <laughs> so I pretty much take on that attitude of like, cause now I'm, in, I was insulted. And so listen, so I'm like, why? Like, he's like, it's, it's your first time. Have you ever, you've never done it. Right. Like he almost makes never. that. And now I feel Pop in the cherry. Now, now I feel a little like annoyed by it. And so we go and we get in the car and uh, the old flame's like, babe, are you high? I'm like, what? He's like, are you stoned right now? I go and he goes, because you're kind of like, your eyes are kind of closed. And he's like, and I don't know why, but you seem like you had an attitude with that guy at the place. And he's like, <laughs> he asked me, like, is she all right? And I was like, yeah, I think she's just stoned. And he was like, oh, okay. And I was like, he asked him if you were all right. And I said, <laughs> why? Why? And he said, because you immediately, he's like, babe, why? When they, when he asked you, why would you tell him? Yeah, it's my first time. And I said, because I was offended that he asked. And he goes, why would he's just supposed to assume? He goes, why would that not. offend you? Like, why are you offended by that? And I, like, didn't know the answer. Like, I was like, I don't know why I was offended. I just am okay. <laughs> it just run me wrong that he assumed that I knew nothing. And I was like, and I was asking these questions, but he didn't want to, like, he was Bottom line yeah. is we're insane. That's <laughs> 100% the point. I felt crazy. I was like, this is... I don't know why I was offended, but I was offended. It was like that time that I was so annoyed while stoned with those people that were standing in <laughs> the parking spot yeah when there was 10 others i could have just parked in yeah but i was like no these motherfuckers need to move <laughs> why are you standing in an empty and parking spot like, why are you mad at them when there's 10 <laughs> other parking spots and i was like 
oh, well, now that you point it out to me, yeah. I see how it can look a little crazy. Yeah, that's why he was like, why? but why did it annoy you? I'm like, I don't why know. Why were you offended that this man assumed you'd never done any of it? <laughs> I said, but he goes, but the way you were answering the questions, it was very obvious that you knew what you were talking about. You know about. what's funny is if I would have been standing there with her, I'd have been like, yeah, you're going to pop her cherry. <laughs> he was like, it was so clear you knew what you were talking about, but then he... I was like, well, maybe that's why I was offended because I'm. I thought, yeah, that you were so clear that you're like, yeah, it's my first time. Yeah, that's exactly how you probably did it, and I would have been like, would you knock it off, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren? <laughs> She's crazy. I'm crazy. Oh God. But anyway, yeah. So that's life. <sighs> well, before we go, Lauren and I watched a very fucking long movie the other day. Y'all, three and wasn't it three and a half hours? Yeah, it was real long. What was it called? Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon, which is about the Osage County. It's pretty fucked up. If you if you and got it's three a, and a, a half true story. Hours, yeah, I mean, it did get a little pre- repetitive. Um, the shawl game, the Indian shawl game in that movie, beautiful. Yeah, real good, amazing. But what was your favorite part? <laughs> So, hold on, and I want to. I want to remind y'all, it's morbid as fuck. It's very morbid, but, morbid. But Daydre has a running list: sequence, glitter, all of the things yeah. of what she wants at her funeral. My funeral. So, you know, typically, I, you know, I want everyone to wear like some sort of sequins, glitter, feathers, just looking fabulous. Um, I want it to be a celebration of life, and. I want my organs donated and I want to be cremated. And then Tucker's, my baby dog's ashes need to be poured into mine because he basically came from my body. But (laughs) before she's cremated, before I'm cremated, before the cremation happens. And if I am in an element of still looking decent, she doesn't care. Y'all, these Osage women they would have their funerals and they would prop them against the wall the in casket. a casket. Tilt it up. Casket open, propped up like a sarcophagus, and then it was just like flowers surrounding them. And I was like, Lauren, I want my casket. She's like, new life goals. Uh, when I die, like that. I want to be propped up. I want to be propped. It was beautiful. I mean, if I'm looking okay. Now, if my... If she literally goes... Why did we not lift our and tilt our caskets up so everybody can see me well, one know, last time? Well, this is I've been to a lot of funerals. They make me uncomfortable. I've kind of stopped liking going to them. But you Who's know, ever ev- liked going? I mean, I feel like whenever you know they're finally at peace and they've been in pain, like it's a fe- a better feeling. But when it's like someone you've graduated high school with and they're young, like it's awful. But you'd be lying if you weren't in the back. Saying, I can't see them. Like, the casket's open. How do they look? I want to see them. So we propped our caskets up so everybody can see. Problem solved. But, like I said, if it if it was a really terrible death or they didn't look great at the end, don't recommend it. Yeah. But if I'm looking fabulous, prop that hoe up. So, add that Surround to the list. me with some hydrangeas. But they got to be fresh picked. Beautiful yeah. ranges. So we're yeah. going to make sure that that happens. Um, but until then, 
We yeah. hope you guys have a great week. We're going to get a lot better about our scheduling and making this happen. We are. Um, so just work like with us. Like we said, January's the warm up. So February, we're hitting the ground running. And it's going to be consistent every week. Kitty Whispers, New Year, yeah. February 1st. Yeah, that's next week. <laughs> we're going to be ready. And uh, have some topic points and things like that. If y'all have any type of ideas or things y'all want us to discuss, feel free to send those in to yeah. Kitty Whispers to our website. Hello at Kitty Whispers yep. podcast.com. Say hello. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. My boobies are sweating.